Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different backgrounds, different niches, people doing really cool things in their in their area of expertise. We've talked to CEOs, we talked to athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, just people that are really moving the needle and things that you might be able to, as an audience member, take away some actionable items that you can apply to your own lives as well. Um, I know we, uh, I'm really excited about uh, the story we're going to hear today. Um, just before we jump into that, you know that if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, um, that if you are uh, looking to be able to travel, uh, you know, things are starting to open up a little bit. There's a place here just outside of Ottawa in uh, in Canada. So if you're listening uh, from other countries, um, Ottawa is uh, in Ontario. And just outside of that, there's a place called Wakefield. Um, the Wakefield Mill and Spa is this cool little spot right outside the Gatineau Woods. A couple of our, um, uh, our guests in the past, and actually people who were just named uh, the Spartan uh, um, greatest of all time, both Ryan and Lindsay stayed there uh, not too long ago and uh, used that as their kind of training area where they went out into the uh, the woods. There's lots of cool things to do there. So um, if you want to uh, definitely take a look at what they have to offer and, and see if it's something that maybe as things are opening up, you can go uh, check it out. It's at uh, wakefieldmill.com. Um, and then the other thing is, is that a lot of organizations, we have a lot of um, either business owners or people um, that are in business as professionals. And um, one of the, the big challenges right now is as organizations, organizations are opening up cultures are changing and and what we do and how we do work is changing. Um, So Epitome HR is helping some of those organizations as they start to open up to figure out how to do things a little bit differently. There's an HR assessment that they have on their website that you can go on there, take a look and see if uh, some of those things make sense for you. Um, And that is at www.epitomehr.com. That's E-P-I-T-O-M-E HR.com. And so we'll jump into the interview now. We uh, again, I'm I'm really excited because uh, I've I've followed his stuff for a long time. Um, Mike Wardian is a legendary marathoner and ultra marathoner. In addition to a lengthy list of podium finishes at marathons, half marathons, 50ks, 100ks, uh, 100 mile races, all of those things. Um, he's also set numerous world records, including the World Marathon Majors, which is seven marathons in seven days. Um, he was a featured competitor on the Spartan Games. Uh, in 2020, he also won the Quarantine Backyard Ultra, which was running nearly 263 miles over the course of 63 hours without sleeping in a repetitive neighborhood loop because we were all at that time doing social distancing stuff. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, last thing is he has held records for the fastest marathon time while pushing a stroller, I understand, uh, and also fastest marathon on a treadmill. So, uh, so he's got some kind of cool funky things that he's done in there as well um but uh great to have you on mike especially after i think when uh, when we recently chatted uh you were uh doing some grueling pickleball uh stuff i think uh as well recently so (laughs) but thanks for joining us really appreciate it yes yeah thanks for having me man i'm really excited to talk to you guys yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And and for somebody who's um, really famous for running um, so many races in in short amount of time, um, how hard was the pandemic for you, Mike? Like when you weren't able to go out and do some of those things you'd normally be doing, has has it been has it been tough on your training? I guess. Uh, actually, I'd say the pandemic or 2020 was probably one of my biggest years ever. Actually, yeah. for for adventures. Um, so like you said, I did do the quarantine backyard ultra. I think I took yeah. part in every virtual race that was, uh, 
was offered. So I, you know, ran across the United States virtually. I ran across or I ran all the uh, transit lines in Chicago as part of the Chicago um, uh, transit thing. I did actually, I think I ran across the country twice, the U S once with uh, uh, one group and once with uh, a series that I put on with this uh, company called old dominion racing uh, but what I really did and enjoyed the most was probably, um, I don't know if your guests are familiar with it, but they're known as fastest known times or FKTs. And so I did every FKT that I'd ever wanted to do, except for basically one, which is running from DC to uh, the beach, which is about 135 miles or so. Uh, and I just wasn't able to figure out the logistics, but I ran around the beltway. I ran like um all the boundary stones around washington dc i uh ran uh every single bike trail in in the dc area and so like i didn't have a chance to travel like i normally do like all over yeah. the world but i explored my uh community pretty extensively which is kind of cool in itself that you get to see things that you know in your in your home country that you might not have normally done just because you would have been traveling all over like, yeah, I, I, I loved it, man. I, uh, I made some new friends. I, I know my neighbors incredibly well now, and they're all big uh, supporters of what I'm doing. Uh, I uh, started doing CrossFit, which was really fun. And then, um, yeah, I, I got to explore like so many parts of the city that I've never been to. So um, like I actually ran like not every street in, in the DC area, but every na- like state name street. So like Alabama street, Memphis or Mississippi, you know, New Jersey. So like, yeah, I, I know, I know DC pretty darn well. Yeah. Now, one of the things that people have said, because you, you do enjoy doing a lot of, um, of different things, like you were saying that, you know, that you took that opportunity to go all over the place. Um, you know, some people have said, Hey, you could have been, you know, this, if you focused on kind of one length or one, you know, and, and all of that. So I'm sure you've heard it tons of times before. Um, why is it that you decide yeah. to, to do so much, so many different things instead of just kind of really focusing on one event or one length, that kind of thing? Um, I think for me, it's just um, the chance to explore like what I'm capable of in different venues. And uh, I'm always up for a different adventure. Like you're saying, like, I just got into pickleball. And now like, I want to like, get a pickleball sponsorship and like, you know, get in some tournaments. Uh, I uh, also play a lot of chess. So I won my first tournament like a week or so ago, like I still I'm in the baby category. But you know, like I, I was into it before Queen's Gambit, but like, I was so happy to see like so many people finding chess. So like, I have a lot of different interests and I feel like, um, yeah, I, I know people that really focus on like roads or trails or 50 K or hundred K or hundred miles. And, um, I think that's great for those people. I just think for me, I like, I really like to, um, to do different things and, and challenge myself in different ways. And, um, and so that just means that, um, you know, maybe I'm not, uh, gonna be a specialist in one thing, but, you know, yeah. halfway good at a bunch of different things. <laughs> well, I think, I think you're more than halfway good at most of those things, but, um, you know, I, I guess, uh, the, the other thing that people have said is that, um, you've created a real profile, obviously from your, from being this great athlete, but also everybody says, you know, that you're this amazingly great guy to deal with and, uh, and just, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and 
in in sports, I mean, there are a lot of people that when they're in competition, when they're preparing for competition, they probably can't say that because some people will say, I'm in a different mindset. I'm not necessarily going to be that guy that's, you know, hey, how are you? You know, the niceties around it. Why, why do you think that people find that with you that, um, you know, and, and is that in the way that you approach things or is it, uh, is it just, does it come naturally for you? Um, well, I'm, I think um, for me, especially uh, when I'm competing, like I want to get the best out of myself. And I feel a lot of times like you get that through competition and I'm highly competitive. Like you should have seen me at the pickleball courts today. Like, uh, like I usually play in like a 20 pound weight vest and like, there are some young guys there that were pretty good. So like I strip off the weight vest, like I'm starting to throw down. I still got worked. Like it's the first time someone's really beat me, but like, I just kept wanting to play. I was like, okay, beat me again, beat me again, beat me again. Um, and you know, I just, uh, I love that the same with like running, you know, but, uh, I want to, I want to make myself the best version of myself that I can be. And I don't think you have to be a jerk to do that. Like, it doesn't mean that, um, if I win, somebody else has to lose. Like, I think we can make each other better. And so like, I hope that I take that to the field. Like, yeah, I'm going to cheer when I get a point, but, um, you know, I'm going to cheer just as hard when you, you, you get a, a great shot or, someone beats me in a race, you know, if someone's fitter and stronger and they're able to, to push more than I can, that's, that's what I want. So like, if I can bring that out in somebody else, um, I don't think you have to be a jerk to do it. And, you know, I try to, you know, say please and thank you. I grew up that way. My parents taught me that. And, uh, I feel like that gets you further in life than, um, you know, than, than the other way. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you started CrossFit and actually kind of going on this vein a little bit, you, um, you were in the Spartan games, which probably was completely different than some of the stuff that you've done before. And I, I think of, um, you know, some of the people that were there, I mean, like uh, Kurt and a couple of other guys, you know, they're, they're just big dudes and stuff. And you were doing stuff that probably pushed you really out of your competition zone. So uh, how was that experience? And, and how was it for you going into something that was probably a, a whole lot different than what you've done before? Oh, it was amazing, man. It was great to like get to compete against uh, some of those athletes. Like, you know, they're trying to call the best people in the world and uh, people that are really good at a lot of different things. Like you mentioned Lindsay and Ryan and um, uh, it's, it's awesome. Cause I'm a, like, I just, I've joined like a gym down here and I'm taking my kids to the gym and my niece is she's like 10 and I'm like showing her all the CrossFit girls that were at the Spartan games. I'm like, look, you could be as strong as these people, you know, like my friend Faith or like yeah. a Corinne or like Lindsay or uh, yeah, it was just, it's just like, wow, you know, th- there's so much potential there. And I feel like it's the same on the, the men's side. And yeah, I mean, I'm like a uh, hundred and you know, but 138 to like 145 pounds and I'm competing against like, you know, an NFL lineman. So, um, you know, like that, that's a little bit tricky and we're all like picking up the same stuff. And actually I ended up getting pretty hurt at the Spartan games and like ended up hurting myself pretty bad. Um, but it was just because I was stupid, man. I knew I couldn't pick up that much weight. Like I've done enough weightlifting, but I, you know, I was, I was like, I'm going to give it a go. You know, that's the kind of personality I have. Like I'll, I'll try until I can't do it. And, um, you know, I got busted up a little bit, but I'm coming back from that and I wouldn't trade it, man. Like I had a, a great year leading up to that and, and so much fun during it. And yeah. I feel like you got to put yourself out there, right? You don't know what you can do. And, uh, I actually did way more than I actually thought I was going to be able to do. Um, yeah. but it, just not to, 
I mean, I don't know if, uh, if your audience has seen it. I got last place. I got smoked. I mean, but it was <laughs> it was awesome to just to be out there and, and to compete. I mean, I didn't even win my event. Like I thought, oh, I'll win the ultra running. And I think I got like third or fourth. I got fourth, I think, or fifth. No, I think I got fourth. So like, I was like, oh, I got to win that. And like, I, I didn't. So, you yeah. know, it was like, it was, it was surprising how good everyone was. There's lots of change, I guess, that's, that's kind of happened now into this year. And one of the things that seems to have come out a lot is that there's a lot of focus on, because people spend so much time with their families and, uh, um, and, and started to do things a little bit differently. And you mentioned that, you know, you're a, you're a dad, you also have, you know, your lots of hobbies and you work and all of those things. Um, first of all, how do you approach balancing those things? And then the other one, have you seen a difference in, in how people maybe look at their lives a little differently because of kind of what we've gone through the last little while? Uh, well, yeah. So like, like you said, like I'm an owner of international ship brokerage. I coach, I like, I'm a professional runner. I, um, am an amateur chess player, uh, pickleballer, <laughs> um, crossfitter, uh, climber, like all these things. Um, and I, I, what, I guess the biggest thing for me is like, I try to figure out what I'm, uh, interested in doing for each day and then, and try to figure out how to do that. And I think the biggest actionable thing for me is uh, getting up early, like, and, and, you know, starting your day, um, without, you know, as many distractions as possible. Right. So figuring out where you want to spend your time and then prioritizing it. Um, and then I think, for being a parent, like if you can engage your, your kids and get them to be interested and want to participate in some of the things like, uh, that just makes it easier. Cause then it's like a two, like, you know, how can you be more efficient? Well, like I can be a good dad and do the thing I want to do. And, and hopefully like instill some fitness and discipline and, um, just drive in, in your children, I think is pretty awesome. I mean, that that's, my goal is, is, you know, and to try to be there for them and, and do like, I've picked up volleyball because my son's uh, watching anime and like, there's a volleyball anime and now he wants to play volleyball. So like, I don't really know how to play volleyball, but I'm learning uh, yeah. because like, that's what he's into. And I think the great thing about what we do is like that fitness can transition to do anything really. Right. So like, if you're in good cardiovascular shape and, and you've, you know, done a little, um, body weight, uh, or, you know, kind of lifting in general, like you can apply that to basically any sport and be relatively, you know, adequate at it or enough to like help progress your, your kids down the path. Right. Now, is there a sport you're not good at Mike? Uh, um, <laughs> well, besides lifting heavy objects, <laughs> well. uh, <laughs> uh yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a, there's got to be a sport that I'm not yet like, uh, like sub subjectively, like I probably think I'm better at more sports than I'm actually good at, but like you know, I'm, I'm not as good at bocce as I think I am, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my pool game is not good. Uh, I guess. I would think most things that involve any cardiovascular, you're pretty. I'm sure you're pretty darn good at anyway. So. Uh, you do a lot of races. You do a lot of things in a year. Are you, you mentioned kind of getting kids involved in what you do and stuff. Is that um, like, do you, how do you approach goal setting? I mean, do you have a very specific, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D this year, or is it something that as opportunities come up, uh, you know, how, how do you approach that? Especially considering you do have a business and you have lots of other things going on. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there are some like bigger goals, like uh, my big goal um, is to run across the U.S. and and maybe try to set the record for that, depending on, you know, how much uh, fitness I can find between now and, and 2022. And so like, um, that's kind of a, like a big term goal. And then, yeah, I, I basically say, say yes to as many things as I can. So like when opportunities present themselves, like I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, kind of calling through what, what presents itself and then, you know, what I'm capable of doing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the fall. Like you probably have seen like every single race in the universe is uh, starting this Suddenly. fall, like again. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be like a buffet. So I, yeah. I think in, in friends, they said like, this is where Joey gets his money back. So hopefully I'll, <laughs> I'll get to race quite a bit this fall. Yeah, I guess that's true. Cause that's, it's even things like sponsorships and all that all starts back up again too. Well, and then now that you're into pickleball, maybe uh, you'll get Margaritaville to do kind of a big thing for you as well. Cause I know they have a big pickleball tournament. There you go. So there's, there's lots of oh my things gosh. that could come up. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. You saw, you saw, I just was looking at that. Yeah. They're, they're like one of the big, big tournaments of the year. I didn't know this, but yeah, yeah. now I do. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, we'll, we'll pitch you as being the big uh, celebrity to come down and do a, uh, do pickleball at it. So, uh, so well, I think I might need to win on my local court <laughs> first, but yes, you know, you do long stuff all the time. And I know that people kind of really, um, you know, uh, one of the, the hardest things, even in short, for short runners is um, this kind of mental game that they have in their head. And, and I think a lot of people probably can't understand, like, how do you go 100 miles and tell, have your mind tell your body to keep going? And do you have something in your head that, like, how do you, how do you tackle that yourself? Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing I think for people is to get to wrap their minds around, right? Is like, you know, I think a lot of people remember what running might've been like in school and they think like, oh, this is horrible. Like I can't go more than a K or um, 5K sounds like ridiculous. And and I think for me, the biggest thing is like, I, I, I want to see a lot of stuff and like running a hundred miles through the mountains or even like I've done a hundred miler in New York city and I got to see parts of the city I've never seen. So like, yeah the opportunity to kind of see what you're capable of uh, over that kind of distance. Like that's one of the motivators, but then I've also done a hundred miler on like a one mile road, like in, in Maine, this great cranberry. And, and I think that was more internal. Like I want to see what I feel like at 10 hours, 12 hours uh, and, and see like, do I have the mental fortitude to be like, Oh, I've seen that church 50 times. Like, um, what, what, what's there new to learn, uh, about that. And so, um, that drives me. And then also, um, I think there's something powerful about being, and I, I've actually done them on like treadmills and stuff too. So like, there's, there's interesting things that you can learn, I think in all situations. And there's something cool about being with yourself. Like, I think so many times people are afraid of what they're going to find when they, they have those moments to reflect. Um, but I think when you're running those kind of distances, there's a lot of time to, to learn who you are. And uh, I think the greatest thing about the, the longer distances is um, you have a chance to, I think all of us in our head think we know who we are. Uh, but like when you're running those type of distances and, and for those type of um, 
times like you actually see like am i the person i think i am or am i someone different and if i'm not like do i want to be that person um and so like i love that part of it too and so like yeah. and it and it's always different because you're always evolving or, or at least you're i'm trying to um so like i might not be um, the same athlete I was even six months ago, but I, I feel like each opportunity to go out there and challenge yourself allows you to, to maybe shave off a little more or, uh, hone a, a different part of that. Uh, you have so many things that you've accomplished. Is there one that stands out for you either stands out as that's my biggest achievement or one that maybe has, um, just a special spot for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you're, you're, yeah, like when you look back, like I, I never thought I was going to become a runner. Like I just did it once to like do the Boston Marathon. And I think qualifying that first time for Boston on my first uh, Marine Corps Marathon, I think that was a big moment. Like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah. Um, but I'd say probably um, I was having some success. And then I decided to try out for the Olympic trials. Like I like mentally, like I was in Nepal or I was, well, in India, like on the Nepalese border. And I was like overlooking Mount Everest. And I was like, I could keep doing these kind of events where, you know, you're like running in the mountains and stuff. But I was like, I really want to see if I can uh, run a fast marathon. And at that time you had to break two hours and 22 minutes. And I think my PR at that time was like 2.30 or 2.30. Yeah, about 2.30. And so it was a yeah. kind of like a eight minutes is a lot of time in a marathon. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I really like decided then, like, I was like, I want to, that was 2001. And it was like, I want to make the 2004 Olympic trials. And, uh, two years later, I, I crossed the finish line in the Detroit free press marathon in 221, like, <laughs> I don't know, 45 or something. And like, I, I, I feel like that's when I was like, wow, like there's nothing that you can't achieve if you set your mind to it. Like, and like. I, I knew that it was, I didn't know if it was possible for me, but that gave me a lot of belief. And then I've kind of used that to, you know, do a lot of other things. And yeah. um, it's kind of like, I mean, bringing it up to the present day or even, well, I guess it's almost a year ago or a little bit over now, but like the quarantine backyard ultra, like that you were talking about where I yeah. ran like 260 some miles and ended up getting lucky enough to win that. Like I had never run that kind of distance before. I think the longest I'd ever run was like 300 K. So like, it was like much shorter. A drop like, in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And so I was just like, I went, I went into that and I was like, Oh, you know, like if I could run a little more than 300 K or 184, 85 miles, that would be awesome. Like that would be a best for me and like, okay, cool. And then, um, you know, I ended up running almost like 80 miles more. And so like, yeah. um, and, and I hope like, I'm going to be doing it this fall, like the, the, um, the, you know, championship, the yeah. Bigs backyard ultra. And like, I'd love to see, you know, what I'm capable of doing with that kind of competition capable of. And so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't feel like I'm an older athlete too. Like I'm 47. And so like, I still feel like I have a lot in front of me. And so like, it's cool to, you have seen so many of the guys I used to compete against, like maybe aren't in the same in the sport anymore in the same way. And I I'm really proud of that aspect too. Like that I have the, maybe the, a different mindset. Like I'm, I'm 
happy, you know, to, to still be running and competing and uh, yeah. challenging myself um, yeah. and, and not being burnt out, I guess, still. Well, and, and uh, like, I'm, I'm in that same kind of uh, age bracket as you. So, I mean, that's, that's, there are a lot of people here who probably think that that <laughs> is, uh, that's pretty cool in itself that, that we look to you and, and think, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty cool that uh, someone in our age bracket can do that as well. So, um you know, one one other thing is is that did you have you kind of talked about you just decided to kind of run and and you ended up qualifying for Boston things like that did did you though have um, do you have mentors in in running or is there like who who did you look up to when you've kind of went through that journey a little bit and uh, and was it runners or was it somebody else no I definitely I definitely had people that um, helped me along the way I mean I don't think anyone gets to the highest level in anything without um, a lot of people, you know, being part of that. I'd say my parents were super helpful. Like they um, supported me, even though they thought I was going to die. Like the first time, you know, they, they were like, Hey, we'll, we'll come and make sure that uh, if you do die, you know, we'll get you to the hospital. So you don't actually die, die. So like, you know, my mom and dad, I'd say are super supportive um my brother and sister like they've crewed me probably all over the world and you know they've you know set aside you know time and energy to to helping me my wife Jennifer like she was she's been my partner for almost 20 some years probably 28 years I think we haven't been married that long but we've been together that long and so um you know she's she's been a huge um uh help like just allowing me the freedom to explore what I'm capable of and then um you know less you know family oriented like um I met a woman uh during my first marathon to Saab which is this race where you run across the desert in Morocco and carry all your stuff and um uh her name is Lisa Smith Batchin and I met her Jay is her husband so I met Jay and Lisa at marathon to Saab and she was my first and only coach, but she kind of believed in me. And that gave me, um, a lot of belief in myself. And, um, and then I'd say, you know, my, my sponsors along the way, like I've, I've been lucky to have, you know, had really good relationships and partnerships, uh, with different brands and companies. And, uh, when someone, you know, is willing to, you know, promote you and, and give you the opportunity to compete, like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that, um, I've had those opportunities because, you know, other people that are probably better athletes that maybe not didn't have the connection or uh, the opportunity to, to see what they were capable of just because they didn't have that support. So like, I'd ever take it for granted that, um, that I was fortunate enough to like, you know, meet the right people and, and be able to, you know, execute when given the opportunity. And and even when I don't, you know, like (laughs) sometimes it doesn't go the way you want, you know, and, and that's just part of it. And, and you, you take what you can from it and and then you got to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think you can't undersell what, what sponsors do in, in these spaces. I I mean, I talk to a lot of amateur athletes and everything too, who it's just, you know, that they, they live and die by that about going to the Olympics and things like that. So it's, it is important. So, um, you know, we always ask Mike, our, our, um, our guests, uh, a couple of, um, 
you yeah. know, tangible things people can take away in the audience. And, and considering you're, you, I know you touched on it before a little bit about kind of that resilience and grit that you have to kind of build up, especially mentally. But a lot of people right now are probably, uh, um, you know, tackling a lot of tough things and whether it's athletically or elsewhere. Um, but maybe you can give a couple of tips on, on how, to, how you approach things or how you think that it would be a couple of strategies to approach something that's, that's really tough to, to kind of tackle. Yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, something that uh, someone once told to me, like, because I remember when I was a younger athlete and someone said like, oh, like the first time I heard you could run 50 miles, I flat out was like, not true. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, but it's, it's, everything's possible. And most, most things are possible if you break them down into smaller tasks. So like, when you're in the middle of a longer race, like we kind of touched on this earlier, but like, you don't think like, Oh, I have to run a hundred miles. You think like, okay, I got to run to the next aid station and that's, you know, 5k or 10k. Uh, and then even in between that, you might say like, okay, I've got two big Hills to climb. Um, so I'm going to climb those Hills. And then at the bottom, I'm going to eat. Um, and then I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, my squirrels nut butter on. So I don't get chafed and like, so I basically just have like a little checklist when I'm doing one of these things, like, have I eaten? Have I drink? Have I gone to the bathroom? Like, is everything still cool? And then if you just keep doing that and like, I'm not a very smart person. So like, if you just like do a couple, like, like little things and you just keep doing them and, and there's a lot of like, unfortunately, as you're doing these longer races, there's a lot of like binary uh, decisions. And if you make one bad binary decision, it can have a cascading effect. So it's like writing bad code, like everything could be going great. But like, if you make one little mistake, like, so, and so the, the tricky or the cruxy part of all of these things is like, everyone's going to mess up at some point, like, it's just life, like we're all human, right? And so uh, it's like, how do you dig yourself out of that? And so like, okay, maybe you have to sit at the aid station for 20 minutes and, you know, have someone feed you, you know, a cup of soup or, uh, you know, eat a cookie or, uh, you know, stretch your calf or whatever it is, or yeah. tape your toes. Um, so like, it's all about problem solving. And I, and that's what I love about it is because no race is ever the same. Your body's never the same. The conditions are never the same. Uh, and so each time you go out there, you have to, you know, figure out how to get it done. And, uh, it's going to change every time you do it and, and you're a different person. And so like what might've worked for you might not work this time. Like the biggest example of that is I did this race in Poland and like, yeah. I was just vomiting for like eight hours straight and I couldn't <laughs> figure out why. And so I just started like eliminating everything I was eating until I was just down to the water. And I was just like, I I'm drinking this water and it's like special mineral water. And I figured out the minerals in the water was, what was causing me to get sick. And so I switched to Coke and then I like, I ended up like in the top 10 and I was just like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, that's just messes up all my strategy, but yeah. like, okay, like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, that's the only thing that worked, but like, yeah, throwing up for like eight or 10 hours is you, you, you're like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Well, like, it's not the way you want happened. to figure that out. But. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely was not not a good way to figure it out. But like, that's what's so fun about it is like, hey, you know, I've never had water make me sick like that. Like I've been in places where I've been sick, but not like because of the water. And so 
And and like at the, that water is like fancy. Like they ship it all over the world. It'd be like getting sick on like Avion or something. Like or Perrier. You know, it's just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, how did that happen? Well, but and, and that, but, that, but that it's day, that process, it right? Like it's that's how you figured it out. Is that yeah. is turning it into a process? You you also talked about how you kind of pass the same. I think it was a church you were saying all the time. But it's it's funny you said every pass probably is a little bit different because your body's doing different things. I guess at that time, and that's yeah. that's almost your process trigger, right? So no, it's just kind of like there's this race, the Barkley marathons, and like yes, you just do loops, but like you do a loop one way. And then if you do that same loop the same way at night, it's completely different. And then if you do it the other direction, it looks even different. And so like, that's the same thing. I mean, you can do that with so many things, but like nothing, nothing's ever static. Um, and that's, what's, you know, pretty cool about it. Is, is Barkley as hard as they say it is? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's totally so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, at least for like, like every like everyone that's there is a pretty ridiculously amazing athlete and yeah. it's still really hard like it's like right at the cusp of what's possible um and every time someone makes it it gets a little bit harder and so like it's just a just a baller event and it's just super fun because like it's made me into a better athlete and I've never I've only like gone around twice and I've never even made it more than one lap, but it's made me a better person and a better competitor and yeah. more able to do stuff. And, and so like, that's what it's designed for. Like if people finish, that's cool, but it's supposed to stretch what you can do. And it definitely has for me. Very cool. Well, you mentioned before there is there's a lot of stuff that's starting to happen now, and uh, I'm sure people are going to be really interested in in following what you do and your pack schedule. I guess as we head into the fall. So, um, what are some of the best ways to do that, Mike? If they want to find out about you and and follow your stuff. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm really active on social media. Like I post basically daily, if not more. Um, and so I'm on Instagram at Mike Wardian and that's M-I-K-E-W-A-R-D like dog, I-A-N like Nancy. Um, and I'm Michael Wardian on Facebook and then Twitter. It's at Mike Wardian also. And then um, I'm on LinkedIn too. So like uh, if people are, are on that platform and it's just Michael Wardy and you might see it's like broker at Potomac Maritime LLC or, yeah. and then like pro runner. So like they can, they can find me there too if they're, you know, on the business side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do have a lot of those people too. So, uh, so that's great. And what we'll do um, is we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. So if you didn't get any of those, we'll put the click through so you can go and check them all out make sure that you follow uh, uh, Michael. Cause he, uh, his, his stuff is great to watch and to hear about, but um, uh, you're always doing things that are, uh, are to a lot of people, I think unfathomable, but, um, um, but I think you've shown that, you know, a lot of it is, is transferable pretty much to, to anything anybody does. So, um, so thank you very much for taking, the time i know uh you've, you've you're a busy guy who has lots going on so we really appreciate you taking the time um to everybody listening if you haven't hit subscribe yet on the podcast do that right now we have tons of great guests uh just like mike every week um so that uh make sure you do that and and you'll be the the first to hear about it when the, the next episode comes up so uh, again thanks for taking the time mike really appreciate it thanks for having me guys it was really fun all right everybody and we will talk again on uh, big idea big moves 